Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Your platform reaches the bottom of the shaft. I suppose we start down the passage, right? And the path splits. Tokus, make a cave check. I get down on all fours, and I lick the cave floor. Yes. <laughs> I reckon we should go left. Tokus should be in front, right? If you're asking me to lead, I don't know if I can do it. I'm kind of scared when it comes to fighting monsters. That's why it's so important that we're here for each other, even when we're all afraid. I just don't want to let you down. My people have a saying... A chance on a friend is a chance well spent. Out of the darkness ahead, this huge, multi-tentacle beast. Because I think that thing wants to eat us. As though its tentacles wrap around your arm. I want to be brave for you, but I'm just so worried that if you knew how much of a coward I used to be... Tokus! Stab the thing! <laughs> I'm going to blind him with the sugar bag. The creature reels back and releases Aslo, collapses off of the ceiling, and lands on top of Tokus. So was I convincing, guys? Did, did did you think that I was being confident? Um, uh, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that was that was uh good. That was good. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll get there. So you guys aren't mad that I've been lying this whole time that I'm brave? I mean, I wouldn't say no. we're not mad, but we're also not not mad. It's kind. Of, it's complicated. I mean, we could rework the contract, and I could like do your paperwork instead, or something. Like we can find some other guy. There's plenty of lugs out there that can hold a shield. No, no, we can't do that. It's a yeah. it's a one year contract. Remember? Yeah. True. Actually, you already have somebody that does the paperwork, don't you? I remember him. He looked a lot like you, but he had glasses. Yeah. Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Zola, I believe his name was. So Slow as something yeah, like that. Like that. His name sounds like yours, just let's, backwards. Let's not dwell on that. Let's just keep <laughs> okay. moving down the cave. And uh, is everyone all right? What yeah. was that thing, by the way? I, I don't know. No idea. Some sort of cave monster, and I should totally know what it is. And nope. I very tentatively take a closer look. So it's just like an insect caterpillar thing with tentacles. So yeah, it's basically like a segmented caterpillar with lots of little tiny feet and one pointed head that comes to a big gaping mouth full of teeth and tentacles all around the mouth that it uses to lash out at its targets. Oh man. Hmm. Gross. That was like a smackdown. Yeah, it was. Well, I guess you guys didn't get all that hurt, but I I almost dropped and Tokus got Paralyzed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I missed one time. So, just saying. <laughs> well, well, excuse me, mister. I'm awesome with a bow, man. I mean, you have to admit, the sugar attack was pretty innovative. It was clever. It's pretty much the only thing that I contributed. <laughs> it was definitely innovative. I used all of the sugar, right? So that's gone from my bag now? It wouldn't have all spilled out. You probably got half of it left. So I have one pound of sugar. Except that half is covered in yellow goo. <laughs> Uh, only the surface. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can just crust it off. Yeah, no one will ever know. <laughs> Still have some sugar underneath. Bake that into a nice pie. That's like lemon glaze. <laughs> yeah, they'll have no idea. Get somebody to eat it and, like, their mouth starts to... <laughs> yeah, it is. That's like that stuff at the dentist's office. A little Novocaine for you. Hey, Tokus, it's an alchemical component. Come on. You're supposed to be eager to Ooh, collect this yeah. stuff. That's true. Yeah, I wonder if we could test this and turn it into some kind of weapon. Yeah. 
You could. I will keep the gross encrusted sugar with me. <laughs> do you have your like your syringe and other containers that you could draw some more of the liquid out? And yeah, do you have any flasks or vials? Ooh, yeah. We should take some of this with us. Can I take a sample with my alchemist supplies? Now that we've got some gold, that's a really good thing to keep in mind for next time we're in town, for you to buy some more vials and flasks and stuff mm. so you can take samples of things. Well, do I have one spare vial? Yeah, you've probably got three or four total that you could use. Cool. I want to fill one vial at least. Are you going with, like, the yellow blood icker stuff or with the tentacle secretions or both? I feel like the tent. I mean, like, when it comes to milking a spider, you milk the fangs. Like, why don't we milk the tentacle? Like a really disgusting cow teat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, milk the tentacles, right. That's the way to do it, yeah. I'm going to stand over here. You work on that and let me know when you're done. Yeah, I will keep my distance as well. Yeah. All right, so I pull up a stool <laughs> and I'm going to sit beneath and a bucket. The, the, yeah, I have a bucket and I'm going to start, yeah, with the tentacles yeah. into the vial. Okay, well, it's got like eight tentacles, uh, so you've got plenty of options to work with it. All right, so no, here's what really happened. I bent over and grabbed the tentacle being careful to wear my my gauntlet as I do this, of course. And I'm going to squeeze all the way down the tentacle till I get to the tippy tip. Uh, Excuse me, Tokus, have you never milked an animal before? Let me give you a couple pointers here, okay? We We used to milk goats all the time back in the tribe. Okay, you don't squeeze... You squeeze and tug. Okay, you Is this where you hold up Stripey tug. to demonstrate? <laughs> yeah, so let me demonstrate on Stripey's <laughs> minuscule teats. We've done this all the time. How you milk a small animal. Uh, all right, so I'll listen to some of Shaba's advice and... Ignore the rest. Violently tug and then squeeze and tug and squeeze. Right, right. Because I'm being impatient at this point and just trying to get it done. You managed to get a vial full of this fluid. All right, I'm going to cork it, put it in my uh, alchemist supplies pouch. So this creature is now filling most of the tunnel. Yeah, we leave that mess behind. Hopefully we don't have to run back this way. I mean, you wouldn't have to squeeze through too tight if it's like sitting on the tracks, so there's no way you could push a cart past here right now. Um, So as you walk past it, you see it's like 12 feet long. Oh, wow. And you continue down the tunnel... It goes surprisingly long ways. You're traveling for a couple of minutes. Pass through another couple of mining areas, just for little tunnels off to the side or small openings, until eventually it opens up into a larger cavern where you can once again hear in the distance a little trickling of water kind of echoing through the chambers so it's hard to pinpoint. And you feel a bit of that draft coming in just as you reach the opening. You can kind of feel it as you approach the, the cavern cavern mostly opens up to the left and ahead of you there's a tunnel that continues but the tracks end here at the beginning of the cavern i wonder if we're circling back around to the first opening we passed by earlier seems like it that running water okay let's follow the tracks into the cavern we'll keep going until we get close enough to see the water yeah yeah i think you're right if other people have passed through this way before then hypothetically it's a little bit safer yeah, we don't know. We don't want to go down no man's land where nobody's gone before. And also, you guys should probably rinse off the parts of you that got covered in that slime stuff. Uh, Shaba, Aslo, do you guys remember the mission? Because I do. We were supposed to check the integrity of the wood, and weren't we supposed to burn this baby down? Yeah, 
why are we exploring every inch of this place? I thought we were going to light this candle and get out of here. Well, we're not really. We wanted to give them as much of the... We wanted to sort of find the source of where these things are coming from and allow them as much of the actual mine as possible, rather than just, like, sealing the entrance. Oh, we're just sealing where the monsters are coming from? I was under the impression we were just going to collapse the whole thing. It's a fact-finding mission, and then we try to seal off the entrance to the other part that the monsters are coming from and leave the mine available. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. I was very different. I don't know if burning this thing down is the correct move now. Yeah, we want to reestablish <laughs> the mine as a working operation. So we're going to go toward the water, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of covered in some stuff. Yeah, get you guys washed off. That sounds good. Kind of smells funny. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but... I don't know, you don't smell too much different than normal, Tokus. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can really tell. <laughs> so you head off into the cavern. Are you sticking close to the wall, or are you just going out into the open space? We are going toward wherever it sounds like there's water. And I'll be shining my headlamp ahead. Yeah, I follow close behind Shaba's lead. It's difficult to tell the exact source of the water as it is echoing throughout this whole area. But you'd guess it's probably just somewhere generally in front of you. Okay. So we'll go in a general that way direction. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> a lot of this area looks like it's been mined and kind of cleared out of the rough terrain that you would find in natural caves. So this area is kind of flattened somewhat, you know, mined walls and a few tools scattered around. And as you get out into this cavern, you feel a faint breeze and look ahead to see a large chasm opening up in the ground in front of you. Okay. I stop walking. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> it seems to stretch the width of the cavern, which is probably about 100 feet. Whoa. And there is a single wooden plank that has been laid across one end of it, where the chasm is a little bit narrower. At that point, it's probably about 30 or 40 feet across. Whoa, that's a long plank. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is perfect. We can make it across. Look, see. Oh, wow, so I'm yeah. going to scamper over to the to the wooden plank. My question okay, is, now here's the, how yeah, do they get ahead, that Brent. thing down here in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to ask, do we hear the water coming from in the cavern or on the other side of the cavern? Mm. Uh, you hear the water from the other side. Uh, that's probably a more important question. I meant to say chasm, not cavern. So, so I'm going to turn around and say, hey guys, look, this is fun. And I'm going to start walking on the plane. Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 Douglas. Uh, wait, hold on, Douglas. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, you may be a little delirious from all that sludge all over you. Just give it a second here. Let's get you roped up. Oh, Shaba, that's a good point. I probably should wipe the sludge off my greaves before I slip and fall. Yeah, that would be a good start. And then we'll uh, tie a rope around your waist and uh, hold on over here. And now you can go, I guess. I mean, it's 30 or 40 feet across. So it's like probably about closer to 30 feet. Okay. How wide is the plank? Like 20, 30 <laughs> yeah. feet, maybe? <laughs> um, no, but it, since it obviously came from a rather large tree, I'll say it's... The, about two, two and a half feet across. Yeah. Oh, that's really why. This is easy. See, you guys are all worried. Look how <laughs> okay. wide this thing is. All right. I can right. lay flat and, like, my head would only be the thing, like, off the ground. <laughs> Do you start doing cartwheels and somersaults across yeah, the thing? Yeah, of course. Can I, can I roll to make a cartwheel as I run down the plank? Um, if you so desire. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm tied off, right? You guys right. get the rope around me before off. I, like, ran off, Yeah. right? Yeah, this is going to end badly. 
Before you do that, though, <laughs> uh, Shaba, as you were making preparations and tying him off, you also noticed on the opposite side of the cavern, but this side of the pit, what looks like a rope tied around a rock and dangling down into the pit. Mm. Uh, can we tell, is it like f- loose fluttering or is it like taut swinging like in motion as if there's something alive on the end of it? It's not moving right now, but it's, it's tied off a little ways past the ledge. So there wouldn't be that much motion anyway. I try to look down into the chasm. I'm guessing I can't see very far or like I can't see the bottom. Yeah, I'll shine my headlamp uh, down there and I'll be like, hey, Tokus, before you walk over, use your gnomish eyes and see if you can see anything on the end of that rope. I think your lamp goes the farthest. It was 80 feet. Oh, my lamp goes further than his dark vision? Yeah, at least with a dim light it does. Mm. Okay. But looking down there, you don't see any bottom. The rope just keeps going? Yeah, the rope keeps going down into the darkness. Uh, shall we attempt to hoist it up? I will first uh, cast light on a pebble mm. and then toss it down there. So you toss it down and you see it falling into the darkness. Uh, it takes a couple of seconds. So let's see, what's the acceleration of a rock? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, <laughs> what's the exact time? And the darkness swallows it. <laughs> you do eventually see and hear it hit bottom. You would guess that it's probably somewhere upwards of 200 feet. Dang. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I think you should do the math to see exactly how long it takes to get to the bottom, and then our characters can use that to do the math to see how long of a distance it is. Just right. reverse engineer mm-hmm. the equation. And by our characters, I mean Tokus, and by Tokus, I mean us, human beings, <laughs> us people. So you want to drop the pebble with light? And... <laughs> Not really. We don't have to do all that. <laughs> okay, we're second-level characters. That distance is lethal. It doesn't matter right. how far down it is. <laughs> yeah, but there is the rope hanging down. Yeah, you guys want to go over and give the rope a tug? I do think we should do that. Of note, Featherfall is a, is a spell that I can get, so I don't have it, but just throwing it out there. <laughs> all right, well, good to, good to know. I will add that the rope that you see is silk rope, and when you get closer, you notice that the end of it that's tied around the rock up at the top seems to be coming out of or sticking into a small velvet pouch. Huh. Do you guys see this? Uh, I rub my hands together and I say to the guys, Payday. Wait, wait, wait. Before you touch that, how do we know that this isn't some trick? We don't. I look I look around both ways to see if anybody's watching us. Uh, you don't see anyone. Okay. Um, should I perhaps use my new spell that I got at second level? Detect magic? Yes, you should do that. Because so I can do it as a ritual. It'll just take ten minutes, if you guys don't mind, hanging around for a few. All right. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Tokus, are you just itching to get your hands on it? Yeah, you expect me to wait 10 minutes? Yeah, he's going to wait till 9 minutes and 50 seconds and then just reach out and grab it. I can't take this anymore. Um, well, I mean, if you, yeah, if you want to, uh, go for it. What's something I can do in 10 minutes? <laughs> okay, I'll start casting. You can keep on scraping the sludge off of yourself. <laughs> That's true. No, isn't there something that it takes 10 minutes to do? Never mind. They're all one hour. I was looking at some of my abilities. <laughs> so... You cast Detect Magic, and the rope and the pouch are both registering as magical. Ooh. In particular, the pouch seems to be the stronger source. Nice. Okay. So I relay that to them. Do I get a sense of the school of magic? I believe this would count as... 
Conjuration? Conjuration, yeah, that's what I was going to assume. Okay, Conjuration. So either this is a pouch that produces a magical rope out of it, or as soon as we touch it, it's going to conjure like a bunch of demons and stuff to attack us. So, <laughs> Tokus, do you want to go ahead? Uh, um... I'm sure it's the former. I mean, I mean the, yeah, the, the latter. No, the former, and I push you towards it. <laughs> Alright, I will do a touch check. <laughs> you don't roll for that. I know, I just wanted to roll. I touched it good, very good. Are you poking at the rope or the pouch? I'm scared of the pouch. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab hold of the rope and start to pull up. Okay. It seems fairly heavy, but it could just be because of the length of the rope dangling down. Nothing unusual happens. Nothing appears out of the aether to bite off his head. Given like the hefo, just kinda like hand over hand pulling up the rope. Yeah. While he's doing that, I'm shining the candle helmet down at the uh, ah. at the furthest point of the rope that we can see. Good call. So 80 feet down. You can see it whipping back and forth as he pulls. You pull up about 230 feet of rope, something like that. Are you guys just going to sit here and watch me as I heave this rope? <laughs> Heck yeah, we are. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this massive pile of rope that is now sitting next to you on the top of the cliff. <laughs> And you pull up the end, and it's an end of rope. <laughs> okay. Is there anything particularly interesting about the end of rope? Is there, like, bite marks? Hmm. Good question. It's a little bit frayed. It looks like it was probably cut there at some point. Okay, so somebody went bungee jumping, and they didn't want to come back up. Hmm. Yeah, the adventurers who own this rope are going to come back in a couple hours and be like, Dang it! I told you we should have tied the rope to something down here! <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Right, so maybe somebody did, like, spelunk down into the depths. Seems mm. that way. Yeah. Um, it's cut. I pick up the little pouch and I go, magic word, and see if the rope retracts into the bag. <laughs> no. Shaba, what if we look at the, observe the pouch and see if the magical word is written somewhere on the pouch? That's a good idea. I also search the pouch for a little switch that you, that you flick, and then mm. it, like, it all retracts in, like a measuring tape. Right. On one side of the pouch, there is a magic rune, which when you read it and say, speak its pronunciation, however you say it in the language of magic, it starts to pull towards the rope and just kind of sucks it in, stopping uh -huh. when it hits the knot. So it's like a really long piece of spaghetti? <laughs> kind of. And the, yeah, the pouch is like a mouth eating it. That's yeah, awesome. does it make a sucking sound? Is the pouch the same color as the string or similar? The rope is just standard silk rope, mm -hmm. and the pouch is kind of this rich purple. And the pouch doesn't have eyeballs or any, <laughs> like, <laughs> humanistic features. No. Okay. Like per like leather or velvet or something else? Velvet. Velvet. Hmm. After it finishes retracting, I say, guys, this is awesome. Check this out. And I grab one end of the rope and I just start running down the length of the cave. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> oh, and then we retract it? <laughs> let's, let's see how long it goes. Yeah, I speak the rune. I wait till he gets like 100 feet away and then I speak the rune. <laughs> and it comes back. <laughs> it's still tied around the rock, so oh. it only retracted into the point of the knot. And then when it hit the obstacle, it stopped. Ah, uh, okay. 
So do we untie it? Uh, yeah. Pretty sure we untie it and take it with us. Actually, mm-hmm. that's a good point. We could uh, leave it tied up for now, tie it off to Tokus while he walks across, and then he unties it, we retract it back, and the next person goes. Question is, what do we do with the last person? I have so many questions about this this device. The second person brings across another rope. And then we pass that rope back, and then the third person ties it around, and then you use that rope to pull back the end of the <laughs> of the pouch rope, and then you tie that one around, and then you go over that way. Hmm. We may have found our most powerful magical item yet. We have definitely found our most powerful Absolutely. magical item yet, because the candle's the only other one we have. <laughs> <laughs> what if we attached a grappling hook to the end of it? Uh, Think of like all of the Spider-Man movies we could live out. <laughs> we could like scale right. like castles or. Well, how strong is the retraction? Can it hold a person? We need to discover these things. Yeah, we need to start testing this now. Or or a small person. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to grab hold of the pouch, and you're going to hold the rope, and I'm going to jump off. <laughs> no, no, we'll no, 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 no. Let's not test it that way. That's really, really dangerous. You run. Across the cavern, well, and then Brian already did, or Aslo already did. Did that no. actually happen? Sort of. No, because it was t- it was tied around the rock. Okay, so we're gonna untie the rock, mm-hmm. and then Aslo's gonna do that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, we got we got to do some non-destructive testing. Okay. Are you leaving it with the two hundred feet still extended when you start running? I thought it sucked all the rope into the pouch. No, just to the knot on the rock. Yeah. Uh, when it hit the knot, it stopped. Okay, so let's speak the rune and retract it to its original state. Yeah, let's retract it all the way into the pouch. How long does that take, by the way? It takes about 20 seconds. Wow, that's fast. That's wow, pretty that's fast. Really fast. I mean, it's not like like Spider-Man fast. But. So that's 10 feet a second that it's sucking up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. That's fast. That's a fast... Uh... Um, before we complete the retraction method should we like tie a big loop at the end or something just to make sure that it doesn't go all the way into the bag and then we don't have a rope to pull out of it i imagine it's not designed to, to work that way but yeah if it's magical then it it works as intended i would think <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> oh it just like sucks all the way and then it like sucks up into itself and then it like yeah, turns yeah, into disappears. a black hole and <laughs> <Right>. disappears <laughs> crap <laughs> <laughs> that would be the cursed person of this magic. Yeah, game. really. <laughs> it like no! takes you with it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything holding on to the rope is also sucked into oblivion. I now live inside a pouch. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Dude, that would be a sweet trick for like a boss battle. Be like, here, hold this. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got a, a monster in a bag. All right. So it retracts all the way except for the, about the last three inches, which stay sticking out of the pouch. Nice. nice. And the pouch itself doesn't grow in size any. It's just, you know, a few inches across this tiny, lightweight thing. Wow. All right. Um, I will... Tokus, do you want to do the honors? Uh, I'm in my armor. Why don't we test it with the lightest person in the party? All right. That sounds good. All right, so you're going to jump off the cliff. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we, we discussed this already. I'll grab on to three yeah, No, we said I wouldn't jump off the cliff. You're light enough. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just, uh, I just ignore you and grab onto the, to the rope and start, start sort of trudging, jogging down the, um, cave. Okay. In the cave in the opposite direction? Yeah. All right. Give you a good 80 to 100 feet and then, uh, actually go ahead and tie that rope around you. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to go all, do all that. Because well, if it yanks you back real fast, then you're just going to let, let it go and it'll retract. 
we got to see how much force this thing can stand. If it yanks me back really fast and it's tied to me, then I don't know if I really want... Well, I guess that's... But it's much more fun that way, right? I mean, <laughs> am I crazy? Well, what's interesting about this situation is the torque involved. Like, who's holding the pouch? Right, that's the other part of it is... It, it could just as easily yank it out of the hand of the person who's holding it. Correct. Mm. Depending on how strong that it is, if we're not ready. So maybe Shaba and I hold onto the end of the rope. Yeah, if it's like an equal and opposite pulling, or if it's just the pouch itself pulling on the rope. We don't we won't really know until we try it that way. Yeah, but it's weighted, so there's going to be force either way. On There's tension force on the string, no matter how you spin it. All right, here's the thing, Tokus. This is magic, and magic, by definition, <laughs> defies the laws of physics. So that's not necessarily true. Well, physics is magic, and magic is physics. <laughs> no, no, not really. In this world, Chava. <laughs> physics is the real magic. <laughs> Science. So I think we should both hold on to the pouch and prepare ourselves. All right, let's do it. For the worst of eating Aslo with the pouch. I'll hold on to the pouch, you hold on to my leg. Sure. <laughs> or you hold on to the pouch and I'll hold on to Can your you just shoulders. hold me? I'll yeah. hold the pouch and you hold me. Yeah, exactly. We'll do it that way. So I'm holding on to the pouch <laughs> and Shaba's holding me. Good. More chains in the link. That seems like a wise idea. I'm holding you like underneath the arms, just out in front of me, bracing myself in a wide stance. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, speak that <laughs> rune. And Aslo runs off 100 feet. Yep. Okay. I guess I just hold on to it. All right, we wait for Aslo to say he's ready or something or give us a signal. He's going to come hurtling back and then we're all going to fly into the pit. He's going <laughs> to smack us and knock us all in. We give ourselves plenty of space. Yeah, let's back away from that. Can we like be oriented like with our backs to a wall or something? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, not let's pointing do, towards the way. open chasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, and on my end, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to have both feet out in front of me, you know, with my knees up. Ooh. So, like, exactly like you do when you're water skiing. Yeah. You sit down in the water, so as soon as it starts pulling you, you can just have your feet out in front of you and skidding along the ground. So you're facing us. Yes. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like That's it. smart. I go the water skiing method. Okay. Okay. So, setup complete. <laughs> you say the magic word. And you feel the rope goes tight between you, and it kind of yanks you forward a little bit, Aslo. But it's not strong enough to actually pull you along the ground. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So it is magical, and all my hopes of, like, doing cool grappling hook stuff is not <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it'll work with Stripey. We need to test this with Stripey. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. He's like yeah. yeah, it's not Batman's grappling hook. It's like Spider-Man's rope. It's like your mom's vacuum cord is what it's like. <laughs> hey, don't talk about my mom like that. <laughs> you can you can pull it out all you want, but then when you retract it, it's just got enough gumption to get it all the way back in. Mm. It's a little bit weak, yeah. I mean, it sounded strong when you said it was moving at that pace, but that doesn't mean it can move a weight. So we need to figure out what, what weight it can move. <laughs> I'm guessing very little, as in the weight of the rope. We don't have to move a badger even with it. We could just attach something to it. Like, Yeah, let's find a number of stones in ascending weight <laughs> and yeah. tie I'm each gonna one I'm going to set up off. camp over here. You guys go ahead. I'll be, uh, I'll be eating dinner. <laughs> tie each stone off until we get one that won't move and then we'll be able to take that stone into town and weigh it and approximate the, uh, the pounds of, of yes. torque. 
Better yet, why don't we not carry all those stones back to town and just do all that back in town instead? But we need to know how to use the magical item to defeat the boss at the end of the cave. That's right. That's how this works, right? Ooh, yeah. Maybe we tie a piece of, like, food to it and toss it down in the cave, and then as the monster comes chasing it, we, like, retract it towards us. See, now that's a practical use of this ability. There you go. Yeah. It's like a, like a land fishing. Or we could use it for actual fishing. That's true. Like deep, deep sea monsters. <laughs> it's like the best fishing pole ever. Surely no one would create a magical item that's only ability is to just retract a silken rope. Why not? That seems as mundane as uh, like a candle that never goes out. Well, there you go. Think about it this way. How much of your gear would you have to rearrange to hold 250 feet of rope on your person? You know how heavy like a, like a good, true. strong silk rope is? Yeah, does it actually feel as heavy as 250 lengths of rope? It feels a little bit lighter than your standard silk rope. Mm. Okay. It's fascinating. So, my only question is, if we use it right now to cross the bridge, and let's say Tokus falls off... Does the rope know to, like, stop? Or do we have to say the command word to get it to stop? Right, because the rope stopped when we tried to drag you. It, like, the rope almost knew that it was too much weight because it didn't strain, right? We didn't get, like, a the gears inside of the magical bag didn't, like, break. There aren't any other markings on the bag that you could try to read. All right, everybody just memorize that rune. And then if someone falls, just shout it out. Hmm. Hope that it works. Yeah. Flabba-dabba-ding-dong. That's, that's the word I just decided. All right. Got it. Wait, we need... This reads a name. Remember how we named the, the candle? Probably the... We'll call it the cave rope. What's... No, 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 no. What's the name of this mine? Don't we remember? Uh, there was... Oh, yeah, Lobbock. It was Lobbock mine. Oh, so, that's a good word. What will we call it then? The rope of Lobbock? Yeah, or probably uh, the Lobbock rope. No, no, no. Lavic rope sounds like you're saying lava rope. Like the rope of Lavic. It's Lavic with a B. Is it? Yeah. How about Lavic's magically extending rope of holding things? It's got a nice ring to it. Ooh, no, no, no. Lavic's rope of recoiling. The rope pouch of Lavicness. The recoiling rope of Lavic's lava. No, I got nothing. I, I want something with alliteration, like Lobbix. Uh, Lobbix lengthy line. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. There we go. Okay, like that's that. the one. That's the one. All, All right. right, so toss me Lobbix lengthy line, and I'm going to tie it around me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, now can I trudge across this board? Do it. Do it. Yes. Do now it. You may. All right. So I make a sprint check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm dead. I died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you walk across the plank. It flexes a little bit as you get closer to the middle. As you get out to the middle, I'm like, Tokus, give it a little jump. <laughs> Test it out. I look I look back at Shaba with disdain. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Keep going. You're good. <laughs> I turn around and I keep going. <laughs> okay, you make it across without any problems. Right. Uh, when you get to the other side... You notice that some of the water sound is actually coming from a little trickling stream that is going down into the chasm. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Guys, I found the water. I shot across the, the chasm. Good news. I don't think there's anybody over here, so it's okay for me to raise my voice. <laughs> As you're swallowed into the darkness, <laughs> some a big pair of jaws wraps around you and pulls you away. Yeah. 
No. How about I give you guys a, a gnomish battle cry to inspire you to cross the chasm? No, 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 no. Wait till we're over there. <laughs> All right. So I will untie the rope. I don't know why I'm shouting still. I'll untie the rope from myself and say, "All right, you should you should take it back now." Okay. Labic dabic ding dong. We say <laughs> and retract the rope. All right, Aslo. I guess that means Stripey's next, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, I tie the rope around Stripey's waist. All right, go, he little buddy. Starts gnawing at it. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't do that! Don't do that! Okay, <laughs> never mind. Forget it. Um, who's going next? Well, we never tested Stripey. I say <laughs> because Aslo is too heavy, we'll tie the rope around Stripey. In a very safe manner, like a double knot, like like, like a one harness. knot that goes around his like yeah, exactly. Like, make it like a harness, like around his upper limbs and then like his lower limbs, mm. maybe around his tail once or twice around the neck, and then we're going to <laughs> just not drop him. We're not going to drop him because Shaba wouldn't like that. We're going to slowly lower him a little bit, like ten feet or so, and then we speak the word and see if it can drag him back up. Okay, I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll it's not that. like Stripey's gonna die as I've been planning for so long. <laughs> <laughs> like my eye is twitching. You're like across the chasm with a crossbow, getting ready to <laughs> slice the line. Okay, so I draw my crossbow, but it's it's to protect Stripey. It's to make sure no bats like come up and you know eat him while he's vulnerable. <laughs> right. As your crosshairs are zeroing in, I just did a search for weight of badger, and there seems to be a rather wide range. Okay. Oh. Well, Stripey is a normal-sized badger. Ah, is it like age or species? Is he a honey badger, European badger, hog badger? Um, I actually haven't decided whether he's a European badger or an American badger. I kind of Don't we know what colors he is? I like Well, he's white, black, and gray all over. Um, like a new sp- No, that's red. Never mind. Uh, he's <laughs> he's got white and black stripes on his face. I think that's a European badger style. Yeah. African or European? <laughs> yeah. So it says European badger weighs about 26 pounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's actually rather heavy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This will work to my advantage. <laughs> <laughs> That's still probably less than half of me with all my gear and stuff. Oh, it's certainly less. I mean, Aslo's really been putting on, so it's certainly less than Aslo. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> 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 all right, let's give it a try. The Damage Guild Podcast. An extra strength healing potion for your soul. Hi. My name's Jay Stout. Milli- every, every year, millions of people don't listen to podcasts. But did you know that podcast listenership has been shown to be medically proven to make you hear more stuff than you would if you didn't, if you weren't listening? To things so don't be don't become a statistic listen keep listening to podcasts today also you know it's really cool and hip and that all the all the kids are doing um subscribing to things that you like because never before in our history as human kind have we been bombarded with more free entertainment than we can possibly consume in a thousand lifetimes to quote the great philosopher Drake, what a time. What a time. Subscribing to things means that, here's, here's what happens when you subscribe. Whenever something new appears in the wilds of the internet, you get it. It comes to your 
internet home delivered right away and you don't even have to do anything and it's it's free so why would you not sign up to get free things that you that are cool and that you like so i highly recommend subscribing because it's nice and because we like your face and we want you to be here with us this is our 25th episode uh which is mind-boggling to me but also it means that you've been, you've spent one full day of your life hanging out with us it's almost like you've been in the room with us this whole time and we didn't even know you were there which is pretty creepy if you think about it but thank you thank you for spending your time with us thank you for choosing to make us part of your life and speaking of people who have made us part of their lives, shout out to our Spotify listeners. A few months back, I mentioned that we hadn't been approved for Spotify and we were still waiting. Turns out we did get approved. I just never received the email. And uh, since then, we've had several thousand plays that I didn't even know about until uh, a couple of days ago. So... Spotify listeners, thanks for being here. Welcome in. Welcome to DGP Nation. Welcome to the Guild. Um, we're glad to have you. As always, if you want to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree. If you just want to say hi to us, you can, co- you can go to thedamageguild.com slash contact. We have a contact form. Send us your thoughts. Send us your, your hopes, your dreams, your favorite recipes for good food, because we all eat food here at the Damage Guild. Send us, like, cool anecdotes or antidotes on life or poison. Either way, we like to hear from you. So thanks for your support. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a shoulder to lean on through all the tough times. And thanks for partying with us through all the good times. I will talk to you later. Please enjoy the rest of the episode, and we will see you next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. So you say the word and it does not retract sufficiently. Oh, but does it stop? Like, could we let go of the rope and he wouldn't plummet to his death? Do you try? Uh, uh, we, we loosen our grip. I ask, Shaba, why don't you loosen your grip and see if the rune sure. holds him? Yeah, I'll loosen my grip. Um, the rope starts to extend. Not quite the rate of gravity. Okay, I say the rune word again and pull him up. When you say the word, it seems to just kind of tighten for a second and then stop pulling as it decides that it can't actually make any progress. Mm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So it seems pretty intelligent. What if our little friend here is like some sort of trapped spirit? What if we can learn <laughs> to speak to it? Like a fairy. Do we believe in fairies? I do. Maybe if we say we believe, it'll, like, pop out of the bag and say, Hey, guys, like, stop spamming the rune. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Maybe it lost its wings because people didn't believe, and all we have to do is believe. All right, so I clap my hands and say, I do believe in fairies. <laughs> what happens? You have to do that three times. No, just once. No? Okay. <laughs> I give up after. Nothing happens. Okay. All right, Ansel, right. you going next? Uh, I think so. Yeah, what's the... What's the plan for getting you across again? You carry another rope with you. And then you tie that rope to the pouch rope. and Or I'll tie that rope to the pouch. 
Wait, we don't even need a second rope for that. I'll just let go of the. Pa- Wait, I'll just. Okay, so I like this. I, the second rope makes sense, Shaba. Wait, how wide is the crossing? It's like thirty or forty feet, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna walk with a rope across, and the rope is tied to you. Right, and then you use the other rope, right, to pull the pouch to you. But we don't even have to do that. I'm saying we use regular rope, and then we just don't use the pouch at all. Okay, yeah, so we, don't, we don't drop we just it. Don't use, we just don't use the pouch. Okay, yeah. okay, I go next. You go next. It doesn't really flex or anything under your weight. Okay. As you get to the other side, you notice a faint uh, smell of like something rotting, fungus and dirt mm. and stuff like that. Wait, I didn't smell this. Apparently not. You have better smell-o-vision than me. <laughs> it's widely known that halflings are far superior to gnomes in their ability to smell. Oh, I thought you were just going to leave it. You could have just yeah. left it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you like all your food plain, because you wouldn't be able to smell the spices anyway. Everyone knows gnomes have a terrible sense of smell. And taste. That's why I like it plain. Honestly, it's just because I rolled better. Uh, shh. We were trying to make sense of this. <laughs> you might be able to smell it, you just didn't notice. Maybe I'm, like, sick. The allergies. Or you're too busy pointing your crosshairs at Stripey. Yeah, I, I sheathe my crossbow because I'm worried Shabba will notice. <laughs> <laughs> So I look around on this side for a large rock, a stalactite, something like, no, stalagmite to tie a rope to. You see one a little ways away, kind of near where the water is pooled before it runs over the edge. How far from the edge? Uh, Probably about 20 feet. Okay. Um, I ask Tokus to borrow his rope. I tie them together. And then, um, oh yeah, I guess we would have to throw that back to Shaba. I thought Shaba was holding the other end of the rope. Weren't you listening to me at all, Aslo? <laughs> yeah, I am. Do you never listen to me, Aslo? Well, that was the plan until I realized both of us together aren't heavy enough or strong enough to hold Shaba if well, he falls. But look at this nice uh, stalag. What is it? Might? Yeah. Thank you. And it is might because it's like mighty from the ground, right? <laughs> tight is they hold on tight. That's how you remember the difference, right? G for ground and C for ceiling. <laughs> oh, interesting. Go. I hadn't thought about it that way. I always mm. thought like might is in like the might of earth and then like tight is in like it's holding on tight. That's good. I- I'll but. bet you there's like a hundred of those little adages. I've never heard any of them, but there's two for you. So in case anyone was <laughs> yeah. looking for one of those. Yeah. And now the next time you go to like your local caverns, you'll know <laughs> the difference between and that you can tell the tour guide that you know and that you yeah. don't need them. And then you walk off into the caves by yourself <laughs> yeah, and get lost. because you're an adventurer, but not before kicking. <laughs> her into a deep pit in the cave. <laughs> yeah. Drop kicking. Screw you! You suck! I'll be my own tour guide. I'm taking this tour off-road. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we didn't really think that part through. Disclaimer, please do not do any of what we just said. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Our advice is never to be followed. Should never be followed. I told you to give him the other end of the rope. What happened? So here's what we did. So Aslo goes across with the pouch rope tied around him, holding the end of a regular rope. You get across, you untie yourself from the pouch rope, you untie the pouch rope from yourself, I retract the pouch, then I tie the pouch to the regular rope and retract the pouch rope while you drag the regular rope across, thereby ending up with the pouch on your side while I have the other end of the pouch rope on mine. Okay. Ergo, by now we could have solved World a differential equation. So I tie the rope around my waist and wait for you to tie it around the might, the mighty might, and then I walk across. Okay, we do that. Okay. So, with the rope tied around your waist, you begin to walk across the plank. 
you make it about a quarter of the way across before you notice it starting to flex significantly. Mm. Do you still continue? No, I, I lay down and I belly crawl to distribute my weight over a larger surface area <laughs> so that I don't overstress any one area of the board. Shaba, wait, stop. Shaba, wait. I think a better idea is just to get a running start and then jump as soon as it breaks. <laughs> what? That never works. That works in the movies when you're Legolas, but it never works in real D&D life. Aslo, I don't want to worry Shaba. He should probably stop, shouldn't he? Probably. Just let him keep going. Okay. Don't worry about it. We should <laughs> just see him. what happens. We should. It's like bending. It's almost 45 degrees. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Just don't say anything. He'll be fine. If I had heard you guys, I would have stopped and backed off the other way. But since I can't hear you, I keep moving toward the center. <laughs> okay, Aslo, we need to tell him. He deserves to know. So you're crawling forward, and just before you reach the halfway point, you hear a couple of cracks as the board <laughs> starts to give way beneath you. Oh, God! Kamaki, save me! And uh, without any time to really do anything... It snaps and you fall down. Shabba no! May the Ram Lord be a virgin man! <laughs> I mean, I only fall 15 feet and smack into the thing because that's the halfway point. Well, does the rope hold? No, you'd fall the full length of the crossing. Oh yeah, because we didn't, unless you guys were holding the rope to keep it tight. Which they couldn't do because they don't weigh enough to actually hold you. That's going to smart. Well, they could be holding it to pull up the slack, but they wouldn't be able to actually hold me unless they wanted to hold on and get dragged into the pit. Yeah. So, you fall about 30 feet. <laughs> so you guys, like, are holding the rope and you see me fall and you let go. And you're like, well, <laughs> I hope that holds. Uh, I grab onto the rope and it starts to drag me towards the edge and I look at Aslo and I say, Aslo, what should we do? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I shout the command... Wait, no, did we... We decided that didn't really matter, shouting the command word? It's tied around the pit, the stalagmite, so it doesn't matter. The pouch oh, is on right. the other side of the knot. Yeah. At this point, it's just a normal rope, functionally. Right, okay. Okay, so I let go before I fall off the edge. <laughs> Good idea. Shaba, I'm sorry! Your feet skid to a stop right at the edge, and you see the little pebbles go plummet. So, you fall about 30 feet before slamming into the side of the cliff. Ow! <laughs> Lock your legs, Shaba! <laughs> Is this like falling damage? Because it's not really a fall. It's like, it's a swing. You're yeah, like a it pendulum. is a swing, but it's still falling in a manner of speaking. Probably not like the full force of like just terminal velocity, but... Yeah, it's not quite the same as falling 30 feet into the ground, but then it's also falling 30 feet into a wall. So they kind of make up the difference there. <laughs> Does he like brace himself at least? Like, I feel like I'd put my hands out in front of me. Uh, no, I'm actually gonna make my body stiff and try and hit with, like, my back or my shoulder. I'm gonna use my shoulder blade. So Shaba breaks his, his shoulder. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna break my wrist. I'd rather, like, hit on center mass than try to snap my arms off. <laughs> you go careening into the side of this cliff and attempt to control it as much as you can. But slamming into the wall, uh, you take nine points of damage. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, plus my pack is back there, so my pack would absorb a little bit of the... Or else something sharp in my backpack would stab me. Or else your tent poles just snap as they crash into the wall. Uh, I don't know if that would do it. They're pretty big and thick. We look down and Shaba is speared on one of his tent poles. (laughs) (laughs) Shaba, no! (laughs) I knew that was a bad idea. Maybe he makes a roll to see how well he can control the angle mid-flight, as Uh, it were. 
I think the damage roll kind of accounts for all of this. Okay. okay. As long as I don't break anything permanently, I don't really need to roll for anything. Yeah. I feel like we need to do it like a diagram and then <laughs> some equations. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I take nine. Take nine and, points of damage, uh, and the two ends of the board go falling into the pit, and you hear them clatter beneath you. Does it hit the adventures below that we stole the magical rope from? <laughs> <laughs> Where's our rope? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey! Uh, you jerks! We're exploring down Give here! Give our rope back! Okay, once I've gotten my bearings, I uh, feel around me to make sure all my stripies are still attached to me. Yeah, how was... How did... Did stripey... Go, and he's he's with you, right? Yeah, he's with me. Would Stripey take damage? Like, what happens? This is not good. Yeah, no. no. I knew you should have had Stripey come across. I knew we should have dangled him to his death. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I assumed he was, like, his head sticking out of your pack. That's sort of the default in my mind. Most likely. He hangs out inside my clothes or inside my pack whenever... Does Shaba's body absorb all the shock is what I'm curious about. Make a dexterity save, and we'll determine if you manage to blunt his fall enough so that he doesn't die. Well, I imagine you would, like, have him in your arms and you'd, like, brace and, like, like a ch- small child, you'd, like... Yeah, maybe, like, I'd be hanging onto him and he'd be clinging onto me with his claws and so forth. All right, I got a 23 on my dex save. <laughs> all right. So you turn around, slam your kind of back and shoulder into the wall with Stripey held out in front of you, and then you <laughs> use that whole length of your arms to soften his landing, and you manage to keep him from <sighs> taking any serious damage. All right, I tell him to crawl into my shirt or my tunic while I try to climb up. Oh, boy. That was a close one. Shaba, you didn't lose Stripey down there. I, I shot down. I said, Shaba, I'm so sorry. We'll get you a new pet. <laughs> that would be the first thing you'd check for, huh? I'm so sure that Stripey didn't survive that. The Ramlord was with him, and he survived. Thank you very much. As I begin making my climb check to get out. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful news. <laughs> uh, 18 on my athletics check. All right. I'm not going to make you keep on rolling, so... I don't sense the sarcasm in your comment, <laughs> Tokus. <laughs> Even with your empathic ability. Yeah. You just... <laughs> just because I can't really see him while I'm climbing up through the dark. Thank you, Tokus. I'm so glad that you're both safe. <laughs> Me too. Both of you that are safe. That was a close one, huh? I'm so happy. <laughs> I guess there's no getting back across that chasm now. Nope, we live here now. This is our new home. <laughs> you guys will love living in caves. Oh, wow. I like living in caves. Can't wait. <laughs> we'll have all the plain food we could ever want. <laughs> like, we could put posters up. We could set up a fridge over there. could put a little seating yeah. area in that corner. And it's just like some stones. Yeah, build a pergola. <laughs> little, uh, yeah, little barbecue pit. It looks like a TV set, but it's just stones. <laughs> and then we make like a stone couch. Yeah, and the next adventure is to come down here. We'll find three skeletons lounging on their stone couch. <laughs> in front of their stone television. Right. While Stripey finishes gnawing on their bones. What, Stripey's still alive? <laughs> yeah, of course. You think he's just going to sit there and let us rot? While he starves? Are badgers like dogs and, like, they don't eat you? Like, if you died and your cat and your dog was in the room with you... Yeah. The cat will eat you first, and then the dog will eat you later because they're more loyal. But when does the badger eat you? Like, let's say you also had a pet badger. Like, moment of death? Literally right then. If he's hungry... (laughs) Sometimes a little before. Because the, the cat does hesitate for a period of time before eating the human. 
They've done studies. This is real. This is magical science right here. Wow. Well, as you recall, he already bit off your toe. Yeah, he bit That's off two true. of my toes the first day I met him. So I, I yeah. So he already knows you taste. Right, good. he's had a taste for blood, <laughs> and he he'll he won't hesitate to get a little more of it. Gentlemen, let's leave these macabre discussions behind. Shall we? <laughs> these macabre discussions and uh, move on into the cave. All right, let's do. Corn on the macabre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Actually, I really like that. That's a I might, episode I might title. use that as an episode title. That's funny. That's actually the name of this episode, brought to you by the letter M. <laughs> <sighs> yes, the sigh. Yes, we did it. That has to stay in the episode. Mission accomplished. That's Courtney's favorite part of our show. Yeah. Now you just record that and like repeat it, like copy and paste throughout the show. All right, so now that I've, we've achieved the sigh, let's get the story rolling. All right, All right good. Right. Achievement unlocked. Okay, so you climb up the other side. Uh, it doesn't take too much work. You've got the nice wall to brace against and the rope and everything. Mm. Looking around, there is that little bit of the water that you can see just running off the edge, and you get that same sort of fungusy smell, but you can't see anything around yet of where it might be coming from. I swing the headlamp around and look for funguses. After a little bit of examination, you see some slimy areas on the rocks, uh, just farther ahead, ahead, away from the chasm, and a little bit around the water, just kind of like coming up from the edge of the little stream. I scoop up a little water in my hands and look at it with the with the candle. Does it look clear? And I smell it. Does it smell clean enough to drink? It looks clear for the most part. You could probably drink it. You'd guess there's a lot of minerals in it and maybe a little bit of debris. I give it a little... Taste. Yeah, it tastes like mineral water. Oh, mm. I like mineral water. <laughs> not the freshest, but it's <laughs> not stagnant or anything. Okay. Well, fill up your skins, boys, if you like water with a little extra something in it. <laughs> I'm suspicious of this water. I'll put it into a vial instead of my pouch. <laughs> into a vial. I'll have like two ounces to drink later when you get thirsty. <laughs> Who said I was going to drink it, Shaba? <laughs> well, I imagine you'd be getting thirsty at some point. We've been out down here for a while. Probably be a while before we get back up, so. Shaba, you realize you're drinking scientific data. Yes, I do. Scientific data which seems to be flowing in an endless stream, as far as I can tell. And as we all know, science is magic, so you're drinking magic. Right. Oh, wow, I feel special now. But, but I guess I will also reluctantly fill up my water skin. Okay. So you now have partially filled water skins with half and half well water and cave water. Which are like, you know, probably not too different, all things considered. I like the plain combination of my waters. You're probably used to cave water like this. Tastes like home. Well, you guys want to get washed up? I'll turn around. I I won't look. Uh, I don't know if I need to go to that extent. Well, you should at least get all that gunk off of your skin. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll wash that stuff off. You almost had your arm chewed off by that monster. Yeah, it was not pleasant. I would not do again. Alright, so cue montage music. We continue on. Um, are you following the water? Are you just wandering off into nothing? Yes, both. <laughs> well, Shaba, what if we follow this water source? Maybe we'll find other people that are stuck in here just like us. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can pool resources and maybe they have a pool table. Mm. Start a community. Yeah. yeah. So you follow along the edge of the water. It follows one of the walls for a while, 
and then opens up into a larger pool that's mostly stagnant, but there's a little bit of current moving through, so it doesn't settle too much in there. And around the pool, you can see and feel this kind of slippery muck built up near the edges, and you can smell it too, that fungus, along with some uh, lichen and mushrooms growing here and there. I'm not liking this at all. (laughs) So looking out over the area, you see that the water pools mostly (laughs) against one wall and then cuts across the cavern, which you follow a little ways and you see that it hits the opposite wall and is falling down in a waterfall trickle down that wall out of some uh, opening up in the side. Okay, so is there any way to get past this pool? It doesn't look like it's all that deep, probably not more than like a foot for most of the stream. And the pool's maybe two or three feet deep. Are there things swimming in the pool? You think you spot a couple of cave fish? <sighs> Food. This is like what your people have for dessert, right, Tokus? Some some cave fish on a bed of mushrooms? <laughs> you make it sound like you don't find it delectable, Shaba. No, not at all. Gross. No. Well, you better get used to it because you might be here a while. My preferred dessert was uh, goat cheese with a little bit of lemongrass sprinkled on top. <laughs> Looking at the size of the pool and the count of fish, it doesn't look like there would be enough to sustain you for very long. All right. Shall we just bypass this and move on? I think so. I'll just try shining a, a light in there to see if that helps any. Not particularly. It just makes the surface more reflective, so you can't see it. All right. Let's move on. So, Shaba, you walk across the stream... And as you get to the other side, one of the larger mushrooms extends out these little tendrils that flail wildly and seem like they're trying to strike at you. Ew. Gross. I think I've seen this movie once, Attack of the Shrooms. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I didn't like mushrooms for a reason. I cringe away. Two of the tendrils wrap themselves quickly around your arm and leg, and you feel your flesh starting to (laughs) just (laughs) dissolve underneath the tendrils, and extreme pain overtakes you as you collapse to the ground because you took Ah. 14 points of damage. Oh, I'm dead, guys. (laughs) Do I get high? Wait, you're down? Yeah, I go, I'm dead, and then I pass out. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... So now it's initiative. Can you at least tell me this? Do I have psychedelic dreams while I'm dying? Can we say it's an out-of-body experience? It touches you and injects you with its psychedelic psilocybin. Wait, we need a dramatic, like, no, from me and Aslo, because, like, we totally just didn't care that you just died. <laughs> yeah, that's... Shaba, no! <laughs> oh, I already said mine. It was just quick. Yeah, that's he's like, like, oh, Shabana. crap. He was like, oh, well, that's a shame. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to hire a new employee. That's, like, how you just did it, Aslo. Guess I'll need a new ranger. Workforce retention. Real problem these days. Aslo, there's only one Shaba. We can't get another Shaba. We gotta save him. Don't worry. I've got a plan. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I just, <laughs> that just seemed appropriate. Is it like the sound your crossbow makes? <laughs> <laughs> Initiative for Tokus and Aslo. Oh, boy. Seven. Eight. So both of you were caught so off guard by this mushroom suddenly attacking that it gets to attack again. And since the stream is not very wide, it is reaching across to attack you. Tendrils extend pretty far away from its body. So one of them reaches out at Tokus and strikes your armor, but has no effect on you. Nice. Tokus, your turn. 
I'm worried. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, why am I still afraid? <laughs> ah. Tokus, let's back away from the mushrooms that it can't reach us. No, wait, what? No, but they have Shaba. <laughs> I'm so afraid to fight this thing, but if I keep being afraid all the time, I won't have any friends left living. <laughs> so, in a blind, like, it's not like a normal courage. I'm going to just, like, tremblingly draw my rapier, and I will lunge at the beast, the, the flora and fauna of the mushroom. Well, technically, it's... Is it flora or fauna if it's a fungus? It's both. Oh, it's fungus. You're right. Well, fungus is neither plant nor animal, so... Yeah, but if it's a living fungus... I don't trust this thing because I can't categorize it scientifically. It must be destroyed. <laughs> this abomination. <laughs> I must destroy it. It must be purged. For science. Uh, so I will attack the shroom. So you run forward through the puddle? All right. Uh, nice. I roll a 16 plus 4. I roll a 20. Well, that definitely hits. It doesn't seem to make much effort to move out of the way. Guys, I can do this as long as the target isn't moving. <laughs> oh, Natty 8. 10 damage. Nice. I'm going to make some shiitake mushrooms out of this, fool. <laughs> Get a kebab. You stab deep into the mushroom and rip it partway open as you pull your sword out. It still seems to be waving back and forth as if with some semblance of life. Don't worry, Shaba, I know you're unconscious, but we'll save you. So moving on to Aslo. Did the mushroom have to let go of Shaba in order to attack Tokus? It has several tendrils, so it seems like it's only actively using a few of them at a time, but there are still some around Shaba. Does it seem like those tendrils are actively uh, hurting him? You can see his flesh rotting slightly underneath them. Ooh, I only have one spell slot left. And I want to use it to heal Shaba, but not while he's still being dissolved by these things. It's not holding him very tightly. It's just like they hit and kind of wrapped around as part of the action of hitting. Am I suspended in its tendrils or has it laid me on the ground? No, you collapse to the ground. It's not that strong. Okay. I'll try throwing a dagger. Uh, that would be a 15. That hits. Uh, for three damage. So 10 and three... Mm -hmm. between the two attacks is exactly how many hit points it has. Oh, oh man. So. <laughs> Sweet cripes. So between rapier and dagger, you slice it up sufficiently that it crumples to the ground <sighs> and releases Shaba. I tremblingly put away the rapier. Aslo, you have to do something. I don't know what to do. He's He looks dead. However, uh -oh. the threat does not seem to have ended entirely because the puddle next to Tokus begins to move 